I love grappling, ground and pound way better than I do striking. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. After, you know, your your separation with the UFC, man, you've been on on a pretty pretty good tear, man. Let's say, man, what what do you think about the performance you've had so far in the last two? Yeah, man. I mean, it's good, you know. Obviously, I had my my two losses in the UFC, and it was tough. You know, I, I would have liked to have a third chance, um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I just I think the change in my camp. Um, I have a new head coach, Vince McGinnis at Kaizen Tampa, where I also teach grappling over there. Um, I think I'm just getting a lot more one on one, you know, mitt work and attention. Um, just fixing up some things that. You know, I have like raw thing or raw talent or raw skills that just really need to be tightened up and tuned up. And um, I think he's taking me to that next level. Um, also, just I think just changing my mindset, you know, going into fights, um, you know. And so, you know, I, I, I planned to actually had to have four fights with Fury and then go back to the UFC. But fury just you know they couldn't put the they, they couldn't get me four fights uh i had so many people back out um you know behind the scenes I had two people pull out fight week i mean it was just you know it was tough and it's not fury's fault it's just you know fighters just don't want to fight maybe because they're like this close to getting to that next level they don't want to fight someone like me where it's going to be the really tough fight to have to get through and break through that barrier yeah. um which I guess is understandable, but you know, I'm, I'm getting older and my body's wearing down. So I need to start making some money, you know, for these fight camps, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so Bellator was a great option and, you know, I have no complaints so far. I haven't fought for them yet, but they've been, you know, gracious to me and uh, I'm just excited to make my debut. Yeah, man. I'm, I was, I was happy for you, man. When I saw that Bellator picked you up, man, cause you. you're, I still feel like you're developing talent. You know what I mean? Like, it sucked that they just, like, let you go after two fights. But it is what it is. Like you said, yep. Belter picks you up. They get to, uh, I guess, to they get to show your talents now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> As a more developed, more refined uh, fighter. Um, and also, you know, throughout the last year or so, I see you, you did go travel around a lot, too. You know what I mean? And train at different locations. How beneficial was that for you to just kind of be a, a Ronin in, in, in a way? Yeah, uh, it was good. Um, you know, I went to Vegas and I was training out there for six months uh, at 10 Planet Vegas in the Stream Couture. Um, then when I came back home, I got to go help Tony Kelly get ready for his fight uh, against Randy Costa and stay out there with him for a couple of weeks. So that was cool because, you know, I got to see him, you know, finishing out the uh, last week or two of his fight camp and actually being out there with him, you know, seeing his mental, uh, his mindset going into a fight actually helped me with my mental mindset. Um, so just being on, on somebody else's camp, I've also been training, you know, like Billy Quarantillo, he's, he's local. Um, so we, we spar sometimes getting ready for fights. Like I helped him spar for Shane Burgos and then spar a little bit for his upcoming fight against Edson Barboza. So it's good work for both of us, you know, hand in hand. Um, yeah, you know, just trying to just trying to, you know, spread my wings a little bit, learn a little bit of here, take what I what I learn and bring it back home and just, you know, keep tightening it up. April 22nd, man, you're going to Hawaii. 
where else is a better place to fight than Hawaii? I don't, I don't think there's many other spots, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I always funny because I always tell my agent like I'm not really one to want to travel internationally. I guess not yet. Um, I don't even have a passport, and so I always tell him like, you know, I just want to stay domestic. And I think Hawaii is probably the closest thing I'm gonna get to being international because I mean. Hawaii, yeah, it's it's part of the U.S., but it's kind of its own thing, right? It's not it's the closest thing to being international while still being domestic. But it's, it is a cool island too. I, it'll be cool to like check out the scenery. Obviously, um, we're staying in Honolulu, and specifically where we're at, it's pretty close to the water. So I'm definitely gonna hit the beach up uh, just to like you know ground myself and you know get a little bit of that healing property from the water. Um, I don't know if there's volcanoes over there that you can see. Um, if so, that'd be kind of cool too. For sure. Were you were you getting offers internationally? I would I would think that there would be something for you internationally after you know. Yeah. No. Um, we so the only two things that we were looking at aside from the UFC, uh, once we knew that UFC wasn't just wasn't going to be an option, or at least it was going to take a lot more than what I had to get back. I was really only looking at PFL and Bellator. Um, if, if, if my agent did get offered anything internationally, I didn't know about it because like I said, my, my main goals were PFL or Bellator. Obviously we went with Bellator. Why, why were you not, why do you not want to fight internationally? I don't know. I just, I just don't like the travel. I mean, you know, this is an 11 hour flight, um, going to Hawaii, but I just hate, I just one I don't like flying in general. Like even if it's an hour and a half being in a plane. I hate being off the ground. I hate turbulence. I hate, I just hate everything about flying. <laughs> like if I could just drive there, I'd rather do that nine times out of 10. Um, but, you know, so, so the flight is one thing, but it also kind of affects or, or makes it a little harder on my weight cut process, you know, cause you're stuck on a plane. So I'm not really able to drink as much water as I need to be drinking. I can't really eat the foods I'm supposed to be eating. You know, and then I can't be working out like I usually would be doing. So it kind of just like throws all that off. And then you're kind of like playing catch up once you land. You know, you get set, you get in your room and then it's like, all right, I got to find a gym to go hit the the bike or the treadmill. I got to go grocery shopping and buy all these groceries for the week. So I think that's why I really just don't like traveling, you know, at all, but especially far. So internationally would just be even harder. But I know Bellator does go international. Um, so I'm not going to say that I'm never going to, you know, fight internationally. I, if, if, if like there's a card coming up in Ireland and that seems kind of cool and I'm probably never going to fly to Ireland for any other reason, then that might be a cool reason too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan as well, you know what I mean? Who doesn't want Japan, to go to oh, Japan? I would, love, I would love to find Japan. I, that, <laughs> that'd be one place I would definitely like. I would love to find Japan. I'm just I'm big in Japanese culture. I love I love watching anime, and that's just what I grew up on. So, and the samurai culture, just my whole. I, I would love to find Japan. There you go, man. Possible international fight in Japan. Hope so. Hope so. Um, Bobby King, what do you think of him, man, and his skill set? Uh, yeah, I mean Bobby King's good. You know what's funny is so our gym, um, we're a Bang Muay Thai affiliate, um, under Dwayne's gym and bobby king trains at Dwayne's gym so he trains at hq so when i told my coach vince i was like hey i was like here's the guy uh bobby king 
I was like, and he was like, oh, he's like, I actually know him. And I was like, personally, he was like, yeah. He was like, he trains at Dwayne's gym. So, you know, Dwayne texted him and was like, yo, it's all good. Like, you know, let's let these guys fighting, make some money. So it's kind of like a, you know, bang Muay Thai versus bang Muay Thai type of thing. I've never met him personally, so we don't know each other. So it's not like anything against us. It's more so with the coaches and, uh, and then in each other, but you know, Bobby's tough, man. He's, he's a, he's a durable vet, you know, he's a short stock. I mean, that, that dude's thick, you know, he's short and stocky. Um, I don't think I've ever really seen him get rocked in a fight. And I fought dudes that like, I've thrown everything in the kitchen table, the kitchen sink at them and they never got hurt. They just kept coming. And I assume that's kind of what it's going to be like. Um, so I don't expect to, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't expect to, it's probably going to be very hard to finish him, but I think he'll be there to hit. Um, he's probably physically strong. Um, he's pretty well-rounded. I don't know. I, I mean, he's in Bellator, right? He's in a higher organization, so that's what I would expect. Um, I just know that I train hard. I, I do the things that I need to do and work on my game plan. And, you know, it's going to be on him to try and stop me from doing what I want to do. When you're facing a, a an opponent that's that's uh, shorter, right? Does that change like the the angles that you have to throw your punches, or does it stay the same? Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, one of my old coaches, um, I still train with him now at Def Four. He's one of my other striking coaches. He always talks about how when you're fighting someone who's shorter than you, whenever you get into the striking distance, you need to make yourself either the same height as them, or you need to get a little lower. Because shorter people, when they're looking up at you being a taller person, it's easier for them to see. Their vision is better. Whereas if I'm standing taller than this guy and he comes in and we're in striking range, I'm looking down at him and your vision isn't very good or isn't, isn't as good looking down at something. Like I can't see him as well. So I just need to make sure that any time that we're in these um, exchanges that I neither need to be the same level as him or even lower I just can't be standing straight up and then he throws some big overhand over the top. You know, you see it all the time, right? Tall guys, when they fight shorter guys, as the, as the shorter guys start to come forward, the tall guy starts to get taller and then they get clipped over the top and they get knocked out and, you know, that's what happens. So you got to just really learn how to just get down and, you know, like I said, keep it keep it on a level playing field. But obviously I can also use my, my length to my advantage. I have long legs. I have long arms. I think he has a 70-inch reach. I have an 80-inch reach. Um, so it's just going to be keeping him way on the outside, right? That's that's like kind of the obvious game plan, right? Stay long. And then when he does get on the inside, I need to lower myself. Yeah, the kicks, those are going to be vital, I think, in this matchup, right? Especially, oh, yeah. like you said, the the legs are even longer reach than the yeah. arms. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's pretty, it's an interesting matchup, man, of, uh, of, of physicality. Um, you mentioned your new head coach, man. How did you connect with him? Uh, I've known Vince forever. Uh, we both went pro at the same time. Like, I went pro at 23. He went pro at 23. Um, I think I met him when I was, like, I don't know, 20. Um, but he was still an amateur kickboxer. He was just an amateur kickboxer at the time. Uh, but since then, he's fought pro in, the, in our local scene. Uh, he's fought kickboxing for glory kickboxing. Um, and then... I want to say when I was getting ready for uh, two fights before I got to UFC or so is when we started like cross training. 
and he had a little amateur team going over at his gym and I started cross training with them and, and then um, going into the spike fight is when we started doing mitt work together. Um, and then after the spike fight, that's when COVID happened. And then I went out to Vegas for six months and then came back. And then I had gotten released from the UFC. And then from there on, we just started working together like exclusively. You know, I'm talking about we're hitting mitts and pads four or five times a week, um, you know, game planning. And he's just as much a nerd in fighting as I am. So he's always watching tape. You know, if he sends like if he sees something in a fight that happens, he'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, adding this to the game, the game plan or what do you think about this sweep or something like that? And, you know, we just exchange stuff. You know, we're kind of on the same level as far as that goes. So it just works out perfectly. Like we're, we're a perfect pair. Does he also spar with you as well? No, not anymore. He's he's done. He's done, he's done fighting and sparring, which I would too. I mean, he's got he's running a gym now, and he's got a bunch of fighters. Like, he doesn't have time to, you know, really stay in shape for sparring and stuff like that. But when we used to spar, um, I want to say one of the last times we sparred was probably just before I got to the UFC. It was, uh, it was, it was some rough rounds. <laughs> he's, he's very good, and he hits really hard. Yeah, and, and man, so many years together before he actually even started coaching you, so he knows you so well, you know what I mean? Like, yep. ins and outs. Yeah, it, it's awesome. It, it was just kind of like uh, one of those things where it's like it was going to happen eventually or it just, you know, the luck of the draw, we just ended up coming together at the perfect time. You know, I feel like right now I'm in my prime, and, you know, he's in his prime as far as like a coach, like coaching career, like he's full in on – just being a coach and he's not because a long uh, uh, for a while he was fighting and coaching, you know, he was in glory, but he was also coaching. And then he was also fighting pro as an MMA fighter and coaching. And it's kind of hard to like really be a serious coach and try to do your, have your own like pro career at the same time. So I'm catching him kind of like, you know, like I said, in my peak as he's starting to peak as a coach. Or not peak, but really get into his coaching uh, role. What do you expect in this fight, man? We saw you knock out your past two opponents, man. I feel like a lot of people, that's what they expect. You know what I mean? That's what they see when they see you fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, like, with the two guys I fought before, or those, those two guys in Fury, I think I just was able to overwhelm them, especially, like, the Matt Mooney fight, which was the, the first fight back after the UFC. Um. I think I had been off for like, I don't know. I'm sorry. That was probably, that was a pretty quick fight. I, I got released in April. I had fought Udos in March. I fought in December. Um, it was just nice to get a, get that win. Uh, and he also like, I was kind of mad going into that fight or, you know, and I'd never get emotional. I shouldn't say mad, but like he kind of annoyed me <laughs> at the, at the weigh-ins because he was trying to punk me and stuff. And he was saying all this stuff and he was looking at me while he was doing his little, um, uh, shadow boxing for the way at the weigh-ins and he and and, and people I, I never really ran into anybody who's like really talked trash to me like in person or like tried to punk me like for real in life maybe like one other person um but it really like just hyped me up and i was like all right i was like tomorrow's like that's a wrap and you know i ended up getting the finish of the first round um and then charles cheeks so this is this is like how hard it was for me to get fights right uh charles was actually is actually under my uh, management team, Ruby SE. Mm -hmm. 
my manager had to had to find one of his own guys to like match up and want to fight with me because we fury literally could not get anybody to fight like it was it was such a hard time um and that's why like you know i'm fighting a year later that was my last fight was in eight was last april it's because if you go on my tapology and you see how many fights have canceled canceled on there i've got like eight or nine on there and that doesn't even doesn't even count for the the, the tons of people that actually um ex or they didn't even accept the fight they just got offered it and they just turned it down um mm -hmm. but when it comes to bobby king like i said like i'm not really looking to i never look for the knockout i think when you look for the knockout you it, it, it you may get it right some guys go out there and they're like i'm just gonna throw as hard as i can and they definitely do get the knockouts but it's kind of like when you like i play baseball most of my life and you never look for the home run when you look for the home run you're probably not going to get it you just look to be consistent and put the bat put the bat on the ball and once you put the bat on the ball and you're accurate with it then the home run will come on its own or you're going to end up with a nice base hit that's how i take fighting i just i go out there i just do my game plan i do the things that we've worked on all the moves you know i know all of our you know our lingo and uh as long as i go out there and i do those things the knockout may come but i'm not going to be i'm not going to be hunting for it you know and then you know it's not to say i'm not going to wrestle either or grapple i love grappling i love ground and pound that's one of my favorite things to do um i just think when people see me fight because i'm tall and lanky and long they assume that i'm a striker um which i actually love i love grappling and ground and pound way better than i do striking you might not be expecting a home run, but I think the fans in the arena, once they start seeing those highlight <laughs> packages, they're going to expect a home run. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is what it is. April 22nd, Belter 295, Hawaii. Go into the descriptions, download the All-Star app. Lon, thank you, man, so much for the time and uh, all, all the best in your debut. Hey, thanks for having me on again, man. It's always a pleasure. <laughs>